Hello, everyone. Welcome to Pets Are Family. I'm Trisha Montgomery, along with Jessica Abernathy, your host for this fun and informative video podcast where we talk about the real issues that matter to you as pet parents and way more. How do you make your pets feel like family? Hi, Trisha. How are you doing today? I'm good, Jessica. How are you? How are Uh, you? I'm not complaining today. Let's just go that route. Can't complain. Like normal, just trying to stay warm because, you know, I'm always cold. And you're in cold, blustery Chicago where uh, April showers mean April snow, mean April hell, mean April sleet. And uh, whatever they're going to put at you, you know, from a standpoint of lovely mother nature, because uh, you can't control her. Somebody pissed her off up where you guys are. You know what? Uh, Yes. You know what I mean? I mean, we're recording this in April and it's going to come out in the early May, you know what I mean, for Mother's Day. But Mother Nature and I have never been friends. <laughs> and I love flowers. You know that. I absolutely love flowers. So I even know better than to not put plants in the ground until after Mother's Day. That's a no-no. Mm-mm, not in the Midwest. No, 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 no. Because <laughs> Mother Nature doesn't like you before then. I think I've tried that and it hasn't worked out that well because I was in Chicago till about 2018, 2019. And just, I would try to do that because that's like kind of the rite of passage for Mother's Day that you actually did those flowers. Yeah. And then didn't ever survive. But then again, I think everything that I touch dies because I'm, I do not have a green thumb. I do not have a green thumb for anybody who's watching. Something about plants and me, I don't know. I can do like fake flowers. That always works really well for me. But flowers do not get along with me. Yeah. So I'm just, okay. So you know how I like to share stories about my family, right? So my mother, my mother has the green thumb. My mother's people, you know, I refer to them as that all the time. Love you people in Maine. But my mother's people, yeah, my mother grew up on the land. You know what I mean? So my mother can grow anything. My aunts can grow anything. Okay. I, as a child, could not grow anything. My mother has a green thumb. And it took me until my 40s. I'm not going to tell you how old I really am, but it took me until my 40s until I learned how to grow things. So in my 20s, my mom would send plants to my dad's office and to my house to die. So that if she wanted to get rid of them, she called it going the green mile. So when that movie came out, the green mile about walking that mile to die, I started laughing even harder because that's what my mom used to call it. She was like, I'm sending him the green mile. And I never understood what she meant, but she would send them to my <laughs> to my dad. So they would office until they, so they would die. But the funny part was they would go to my dad's office and my dad is a big coffee drinker. So my dad, he'd have a little coffee pot. And so what my dad would do is take the grinds and throw it in the pot plant, you know, the yeah. grinds in the plant, and he would put the coffee you know, in there. They came out bigger and better than what she left them with them. And I did the same thing. And they grew better than she had them. So, apparently, wow. yeah, apparently Miss Marion's little green mile backfired on her. But yes, I understand. I did not have a green thumb until I later in life, I learned how to grow things. <laughs> My mom, too, had a beautiful, she had a beautiful rose gallery. She had just gorgeous, gorgeous plants. My two sisters, Cheryl and Karen, are equally as passionate and great with plants. I miss that gene. And I have to say, I also miss the basketball gene because my family is from UK and they were like UK fans. And so there are several genes that I missed. I don't know how that happened, but I just did. But 
I've got the pet gene, and that's the best one of all. That's the best one. So today we are talking to Jennifer Myers of Forge and Formed. They have this really amazing company, and we're actually running a Mother's Day contest where you can win a leather and a silver, just gorgeous custom printed bracelet. And this company is just absolutely incredible. They have so much artistry and experience and just the beauty of the jewelry and the intricacies and just how beautiful it is. And she's just, Jennifer is just lovely. I can't wait to get her on here. Yeah, she's absolutely outstanding. I know. I'm kind of excited. It's her, their jewelry is really, really cool. I mean, it's really is. I'm bummed that we can't be part of the contest. I know. But at the same time, I'm really excited that our audience and that gets to do it. But it's really cool. I mean, it's like, yeah, it's really cool. So, all right, let's go get Jennifer. Absolutely. Welcome, Jennifer Myers of Forged Informed. Gosh, we are so excited to have you. And you're a little cold up there in Chicago. Is that correct? You had some snow and sleet and hail, just like Jessica did. Yes, we did. We're, yes, it was Earth Day. We're ready for spring. Come on. <laughs> that global warming. Somebody's got to have a conversation with Mother Nature. I don't know who that might be, but, you know, if anybody's got a direct connect with Mother Nature, if we can get a hold of her, let's have that conversation yeah. for you guys. It's not us. <laughs> It's not you, it's me. Oh, yeah, we're excited to have you. First of all, you've got a beautiful company, Forged and Form. You're doing some great things. Talk about that, Jennifer. Yeah. Thanks for having me. We are really excited. We're kind of a brand new entity from a team that has been in the industry for... Some of them have been in for 40 years. So they've been creating jewelry and keepsakes for decades at this point. And we are all about celebrating life's big moments. So celebrating pet adoptions and just getting a new pet when you have a newborn, when you have a wedding. And we create keepsakes that are personalized, handcrafted around celebrating those big moments in life. I love that. I love that. It is about celebration and it's celebration of all things. And our dogs are a celebration. They just are. Our cats are a celebration, newborns, all of that. And just congratulations on that. I've seen some of your pieces. They're absolutely just so beautiful. And just the intricacy and everything, the detail that goes into those. Those are so beautiful. And we're going to talk a little bit later, but we're having a pretty fun contest going on here where you can win your own little design from Forged and Formed. And uh, I think it's a silver and leather bracelet. And I, I wish that we were had the opportunity to enter, but Jessica and I cannot enter into that contest. And Jessica, I know you may be putting in a different name because you want to do that, but I'm going to be watching those. You know, I'm, I'm going to be doing that. I got my eye on you, Jessica. It is remarkable what the team can do. They bring things in from the manufacturing area all the time and because they're so excited about it. They're out there practicing on new pieces and new materials and coming in and showing us and saying, well, what about this? Can we try that? And you guys had actually sent us prints of your dogs, Moose and Teddy. So I do have pieces for you when I see you in person next time. So I'll have those ready to give you. Yay. Everybody knows how much I love Teddy. He's my child. I'm like, Um, you know. Right. And that's how that's what we're saying these days is that more people are choosing to have to opt to have more pets and not necessarily 
as many children or any children at all. So yeah, we do treat them a different way, don't we? I think yeah. that maybe kids were treated 20, 30, 40 years ago. Yeah. I'm one of those people. I didn't have children. I have no two-legged children. I only have four-legged children. It is a distinction, right? Because my two-legged children are college students. And then I do have two four-legged. I have two dogs. So, and I can't imagine not having them, frankly. So, yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. it's called the fur baby boom right now. I think that's it what it's called. And that more, more and more Gen Z's, more, you know, people are opting not to have children. They're opting to have, you know, keep their pets and the amount of money that they're spending on our pets. And I don't even know if that's generational, to be honest with you. I think that's across the board because we've now brought our pets from the backyard to the boardroom, to the bedroom, and they're part of our lives I mean, from the standpoint of going everywhere. But more and more Gen Zs are having fur babies. They're just, you know, not keeping them. Yeah. Yeah. And it is funny you say that because during COVID, when everybody was locked down, it was expected that there would be a baby boom kind of following that because people were stuck inside. They were together all the time. And statistically that has led to baby booms, right? right? But that's not what happened. I mean, shelters were cleared across the country, which was a wonderful result. People were adopting more animals and spending more time with them. And I think that there was a shift before that, but that really took it to the level it is now from three years ago to where we are now, where polls do show that seven in 10 Gen Zers are saying, no, no kids. And uh, I think it's 81% of millennials who say that they even like their pets maybe more than they like their siblings. And people who have cats actually say that at a higher percentage than, than dog owners, which is, I'm not sure what the difference is there, but I think that's kind of telling because, you know, your pets always like you. They're always they happy not. to see you when you come home too. You know what I mean? Right, and I, exactly. I, I think, I mean, I have no statistics to back this up, none whatsoever, but I really think the pandemic also brought on the fact that more people would rather keep their dog than their significant other. And that came out too. Mm-hmm. You know, well, I'm glad you said that because yeah, research has, <laughs> I don't have any research. I have nothing to back that up, but I just, no. you know, from the little circle that I live in, I just noticed that the dog stayed and the spouse did not, you know? Yeah. I think that has proven out in a lot of instances, you know, then you have cases also where, so you have millennials and Gen Zers having pets instead of human babies, but also there comes a time, obviously like empty nest, right? So you might have these pets in the house and they belong to the kids, but the kids go away and then the parents and the, and the pets are left and they kind of comfort each other and adjust through that time. Right. Or you see people who are empty nesters who end up adopting or purchasing a cat or a dog to kind of fill that void a little bit. It does actually lead to better health you know, you get a dog and that dog is going with you. You're going to go on hikes. A lot of people I've seen taking their dogs, boating, kayaking everywhere. I see people around here in the summer where people will bike and the dog will run. I'm not sure how in the world the dog can keep up with that, but I've seen it. So yeah, our pets, I think, keep us more active and more fit also. I was like, how did I do that? I'm like trying to figure out how to make that work. It's like pets are family. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I'm trying to make it, I'm trying to be a Vanna moment, but I'm not doing really well at that, at that moment. 
I'm not working, Jessica. Yeah, no, I'm like, I'm really not good at this fan of thing. <laughs> I think the amount of time that we spend with our pets, it also becomes more significant. You know, obviously when, during the lockdown and everything during COVID, we were forced to be home more, but also people want to hunker down with their animals. I don't know. When I was younger, the, the dogs were never on the couch. My parents were like, uh-uh, no, no dogs on the furniture. That's like, does your dog go on the furniture? Does Teddy go on the furniture? Teddy's allowed anywhere. I mean, Teddy, yeah. there's really no restrict. Well, Teddy doesn't get on the furniture anymore. He went blind this last year. So he, you know, oh. but I put him up there now. Yep. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yep. there's no restrictions for Teddy. He's, he can go wherever yeah. he wants. Mine are the same way. It's like, as I've gotten older, I'm like, yeah, come on, let's go. Because yeah. if you're there, first of all, they're warm. Huh? You know, second of all, they're just, there's something comforting about having your dog or your cat with you. And I think they feel that too, honestly. But one of my dogs is um, a Chihuahua mix who's the equivalent of a 90 year old person at this point. And she's deaf at this. So we just, I carry her around everywhere. Yeah. I think there's been a couple of studies that show that sleeping with your dog, I mean, it makes you sleep better. It makes it some more comfort, especially women are, you know, divorced, single, whatever that is, that they're getting dogs are getting cats and they sleep better with their animals. I think there was also a study from the American Animal Hospital Association that talked about that when you get home, if you are married, if you have a significant other, you are saying you're given the love to that dog, to that cat, then your significant other, your husband, your wife, whatever that is, your partner, you know, yeah. it's amazing. I find that very cool and amazing because they are the serotonin increases. You're living a longer, happier, healthier life, heart disease. I mean, we have a partner in the American Heart Association and the bond that we create and, and a healthy bond that it is, it's lowering our blood pressure. The minute we even, you can look at a fish tank. There's so many studies that have shown that the key to living a longer, healthier life is having an animal in your life. It really is. I find that fascinating to see the how that's evolved, how our animals have evolved. And same way here, you know, whenever I was growing up, my dogs, no way, no how. Those dogs were, you know, not, they were on the floor, yeah. they had their bed. Now it's like, whoop, dip, <laughs> come on up. <laughs> if you're not on, there's a problem. Right. And it's not just necessarily the atmosphere. It's everything about the pets. Who would have thought that there would have been something like fresh food for pets. You go in the store and you've got the separate refrigerated section for pet food now. Yeah. And you've got the upscale pet store brands and you've got all the clothes and the bling and everything that people put on on get for their pets. And I think when you are having a pet instead of or substituting for a human child, then that almost becomes the natural progression, right? Again, with the economy the way it is today and the environment, it's still cheaper to have a pet by far than than a teenager. So Free. you can you can feed that dog or cat all the fresh food they want, and you know you're not worrying about car insurance or college costs or anything like that. So children are expensive; they yeah. they just are. Yeah. Yeah. Why, when you're 25, 26, 27, 30, we're still paying for them? So I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I can relate. I can relate. You mentioned about people, single women and the pets living with them, but when you have a significant other and a partner or whatever, I think it's interesting to see how they react differently to you on different days. 
I had Izzy, I had woken Izzy up earlier this morning to put her out because she's deaf. She never hears you coming. You just go to pick her up and she gets, gets very startled. And she was just out cold. I went to pick her up and she was just completely angry at me. And my partner comes in the room and she is, the tail is just going. And I was like, girl, (laughs) come on. I don't know if you've ever had that kind of experience where you're like, I am the primary caregiver. Come on. How about a little love here? Love the one that feeds you. That's what I always say. Love the one that feeds you, you know? I think they typically do, right? I don't know. You know? Or or, or it could be love the one you're with. Who who knows? But (laughs) It's the same thing, you know? I think you look at that and it's like, okay, I'm going to be this way for you and this way for you. And I'll see who I'm going to play. And dogs do play. I mean, our animals do play us. I mean, let's just, let's get that out in the open. I know they just do. So, yes. Yep. There is, and there is that dynamic between them when you have more than one pet where they can kind of play off of each other as well and be a little fierce with each other and almost have like a sibling thing going. I don't know if either of you has ever had, you know, multiple pets in the house. And it's also interesting to talk to people who have dogs and cats. Typically the cats, do you have cats also? Typically the cats kind of run the, run the roost, rule the roost. Yeah. I have a cat named Bin Laden. Oh, yes, that's right. Yeah, I was going to say, does that tell you anything? Yes. Yes. Oh. Did, the yeah. cat, did your cat live with you for a, a little while before you gave the cat that name? He was four weeks old when we got him. He was a foster. Yeah, he got that name pretty early on because we thought he would leave. You know, so, yeah, but, you know. You're a foster fan. Yeah, he's my only foster fail. I've been fostering for years. And when I say years, probably about 20, 30 years. And he was my first foster yeah. fail. Benny, Benny has got a better recall than the dog does, you know, because he thinks he's a dog. But yeah, Benny, yeah. Yeah, Benny uh, he um, he beats up the poor pup. Yep, he, he rules the roost. And is he bigger than Teddy? No, <laughs> he's 11 pounds. Teddy's uh, 21 pounds. But okay. Teddy's blind, you know what I mean? So Teddy doesn't always see the sneak attack coming. So and, oh. and Bin Laden knows that. So that's the fun part for Benny. Okay. But yeah, yeah very true though. The, the statement's very true. Yeah. I, I always, everyone I know who has both, the cat has been the boss. Mm-hmm. Always, always. I always make Jessica say my cat Bin Laden before she says, yeah, Bin Laden. And I'm like, you know, we need to really say that Bin Laden is your cat. It's right. not. You know, <laughs> somebody's going to come knocking on our door. We have no idea. So. You don't have a friend named Bin Laden. Right. She just wants to make sure mine. YouTube, will, yeah, YouTube will post this. That's her biggest thing. She wants YouTube <laughs> to post this, you know. <laughs> it was funny. It's been an honor to have you. How can people find you? How can people find out about Forged and Formed? Tell us more about that. How can they find you? So our site is officially live. We are really excited. So we are at forgedformed.com, F-O-R-G-E-D-F-O-R-M-E-D.com. And you can go ahead and take a look through the whole site, search the catalog. And it is as easy as ordering a piece. You just need to snap a picture on your phone, just like anybody else, of your pet's nose or paw print. Get a good shot in your camera and just upload it to the site. And we do the rest. I have an all black dog and it's hard to, I mean, his nose is my favorite thing and he is not, 
I mean, I don't want to say he's hard to take a picture of because he's easy to take a picture of, but to distinguish Ooh. a body part is very hard. And the fact that you guys could do that is amazing. Yes. So. We have all the software we need to get in there and get a really good print. Right. And if anyone ever had an issue, they, we would always, um, if there was a problem or an issue with, with a picture that was uploaded, we always get in touch with people and double check and make sure that we are creating what they want before we go ahead and process anything, because we've got everything from like a stainless steel pet tag that can go on a collar or a keychain, all the way up to a, like a 14 karat gold pendant that a dog, mom, or cat might want to wear and keep with them when they're not with their pet. So right. it, it um, runs the entire gamut. Right. I, I just wanted to say that. that. Yeah. Sorry, Trish. I just wanted to say that oh. because I do have that dog. That's really hard to take a picture of, you know? Yeah. So and you guys are amazing on that. So that's why I wanted to say, doesn't matter what your dog looks like, you guys can make it happen. Yes, they really do. It's amazing. The team is really good. They're really experienced and they absolutely get a lot of joy out of what they do. I think between the the team that's there, we actually have twice as many pets as we do people that are under the Forged and Form family. So our pets are our family too. Awesome. Yeah. I love that. I love it. Jennifer, thank you for joining us. We can't wait to talk about that contest and anybody wants to visit you. Just beautiful things that you're doing. Thank you for joining thank us. You. Thank yeah. you so much because pets are family. They are. I appreciate you having me. Thanks so much. I love her. Thank you, I love her. She is so cute. And just, she's just, I mean, what she talks about from the standpoint of, of parent for pet parents that are animals and just like you, you know, that bond that we have and how just incredible bond. Mm-hmm. Uh, her portion, I, you know, between Teddy and her chihuahua, I mean, we got the perfect combination. Mine can't see hers can't hear, you know, and I love that angry at me. And then her spouse comes in and hits the wagon. I, I that always drives me crazy. <laughs> It's like, who do you love? Oh, yeah, right. Who should love me? Do we get jealous? I used to get jealous whenever somebody would walk in and Moose would pay attention and Moose would literally ignore me. I'm like, what are you doing? I'm, I'm your mom. How could you do that? I don't necessarily get jealous because I, I, no offense. It, Teddy loves, Teddy loves kids. I mean, when I say kids from the age of like, walking like from one and a half two to roughly like nine ten loves kids you know what i mean there's like mom's gone he's just beeline and his little tails over there but at the end of the day he's like oh mom i gotta come back to you so i know he'll always come back but he loves kids like i'm you know he's like who's mom you know what i mean but i've learned that he hates puppies you know what I mean? So I always used to joke around with rescues. I would be like, just send them to my house and I'll tell you if they're 12 months or younger. Because if they couldn't figure out, he hates puppies. I mean, hate them. I mean, he will no, he hates puppies. But the place I got him from, they didn't treat him the best and he would always oh. throw him with puppies. And he just, yeah. So he hates puppies. So I can always tell when it's a puppy, you know, they're like, oh, we think these 14 months. And I'd be like, yeah, no, he's under 11. I'm telling you right now. You know, but, not so fast, not yeah. so fast. Yeah. Oh, so. wow. 
It was great talking to her. I mean, yes. just learning more about their line, learning more about her. And then we're running this pretty fabulous contest going on for Mother's Day where you can win that great silver and leather bracelet, a custom-made one, and details coming on that. But they're just absolutely a phenomenal company, and they've done so much work for their for their company. And also, she talks about a celebration of pet parents and how do we celebrate and how do we make our pets feel like family? And that's really the celebration of them. It is. And I think sometimes we forget that, you know what I mean? Because when we lose our pets, we grieve. And I mean, then I'm not trying to take that away. Do not take me wrong. I mean, because it it is a loss, but sometimes I think we forget to celebrate them. You know what I mean? Because we're so hurt and we're dealing with our emotions and grief. There is five stages to grief. And I think there should be six because I think that we have to remember that we should celebrate them. And we forget to celebrate them and we forget everybody to celebrate. And I think this is a really cool way that we can celebrate them and keep them with us. And, you know, you know how I love my little Teddy's nose. I just think he's got the cutest little nose. I think it's a great way to celebrate our animals. And, you know, you've gotten, you celebrate moose on a regular basis because you created a, uh, not a foundation, but you created a, um, a legacy. Yes, I kind of can't think of the word. But, but, no, I did, I did. We have moosesmarch.com. Because yes. I think within that grieving process, what can you do to celebrate? And instead of being, and it's, first of all, grievance is natural. And just that sadness that we feel that that is natural. And you need to go through that. And I think that with Moose, I know that everything that it happened before that with my mom dying, my dad dying, and then Moose passed away. Everything came out when Moose died. And it was just a very tough time. I know many other people have that and have gone through that, but turned a corner whenever I really decided to honor his legacy. And I went, I really went to our, the organization of the American Association of Pet Parents. And I said, Hey, I really want to do this. And our CEO said, Tom Van Winkle said, go for it, do that. And I love that. But I love that celebration and just having that. And Jessica, I love how you talked about the five stages of grief and there should be a six and acknowledging that because you never know what people are going through, but if we can show them a different, you know, believe me, perhaps there's a light at the end of the tunnel and certainly forged form, forged and formed has that beautiful memory for that too. So I can't, yeah, can't wait for people to go, go to their website, forgedformed.com. Love it. Love right. It. Yep. I think I'm going to have to get a piece for Teddy's nose. I think I'm going to get it earlier on. I think I'd rather get it while he's here. And so I can celebrate him while he's here. And that way I can continue the celebration. So, right, you know, all right. Well, any parting advice that you got or anything else you want to share before we head on out and enjoy the day? I think we just always end with, you know, how do you make your pets feel like family? All right. Till next time. Talk to you guys later. We hope you enjoyed this new episode. And if you did, please leave us a review on Spotify or wherever you're listening to us today. If you want to reach out to us, feel free to find us on petsourfamily.net or any of our social channels, Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn. And we want to remind you, pets are family. Have a good one. We'll see you in two weeks. Bye, guys. <laughs>